initiating startup sequence. Five, 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 You are now plugged in. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 208 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach. And, well, guys, it's just me this week. So this week, guys, we're going to do something a little bit differently. We're all recovering from the PAX. Pox, as we like to call it. Last week was What is PAX? This week is Recovering from PAX. Um, so with that, guys, we're going to talk a little bit and hear a little bit about our time at PAX through interviews. So Tim did some amazing interviews this year uh, at PAX 2018, PAX West 2018, and we're going to just go ahead and listen to the audio. I did one interview while Tim was doing a uh, AR session. We're also going to hear that. And then at the very end of the show, guys, which is going to be super short this week, we're going to um, hear a little bit of a new project I've been working on. So let's jump in. This is Tim's interview with Swery. Hi, this is Tim Bledsoe with TheButtonSmashers.com. We are here at PAX West with the one and only Swery. And thank you for meeting with me. Yeah, thank you for coming here. How has your um, weekend in Seattle been so far? Uh, honestly, I'm so tired. <laughs> I am there, right there with you. I saw you last night really briefly, but you were rushing off to something else. You were at the mix party. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. So I'm looking forward to seeing your two games today. Um, I haven't seen them yet. I was waiting to talk to you first. And then I'm going to see um, A Good Life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see The Missing later. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in your previous games, there's influences uh, on your games. Like, for example, uh, Deadly Premonition was influenced by Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Would you say there's any influences on either of these games that you'd like to discuss? Uh, can I speak with Japanese? Uh. Let me back up the question even further then. What do you, you are a busy person. Do you have time for popular culture? Are there movies and TV shows and games that um, that influence you now? もう忙しいけど、ゲームも映画も全部ないと新しいもの生み出せないというか、インプットがないとアウトプットができないと思ってるんで、それはいろんなものを削ってご飯の時間とか寝る時間とか削ってそういうことを続けてます。so, so yes, I'm, I'm really busy, but, uh, but if you don't, like, really look in, in, and have an input and start to look at other movies and other TV shows and stuff, then it's difficult to have your own output. Uh, so it's, it's really important to, to both consume culture and, uh, in, in order to create it. So, you know, when I have time, like, before I sleep or something, you know, I always try to spend some time uh, watching TV or watching movies. Sounds good. Sounds like you uh, take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been living this life for like 45 years, so it's okay. I understand. I've got, I've got the secret to it now. <laughs> Zen master. I love it. Um, so, a good life. Dogs and cats. Do you have pets? Yeah. So I had 12 cats and 4 dogs at the same time in my house. Wow. But unfortunately, for now, only 6 cats 
and the two stray cats and the one eyeball. Do an eyeball? It's a robot dog from Sony. You just recently started up your own game company. What have been the the, the big challenges and the uh, the successes or or celebrations you've had so far along the way? えっと、会社を自分でやって大変なのは、例えばサインをするときにそのサインはちゃんと考えないとサインしないとダメ。いろんなもの、契約書とか。で、それと良くなったのは自分の考えてることとかみんながやりたいことっていうのをボスとかに
definitely it encourages deep breathing because it's not a traditional game, but I will say that you're quote-unquote rewarded by toning for longer periods of time okay. or for um, experimenting with your voice and shifting your pitch in different places. There's no wrong or right way to experience sound self, but to simply follow your voice and see where it takes you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I have something in my throat, son. It's all good. Uh, when do you know you reach the end of the meditation? Is there, is there an end? Do you just keep going up? I mean, it looks like it's an expanding universe that we're like going up inside. There was a, there was like a branch that we were climbing up. It looked like almost, and now it looks like we're just floating there. That's right. So the, the branch what we were seeing is part of a tree. Okay. That's at the very beginning of the experience. You start at the base of a tree, looking into a night sky, and so you start in a grounded space that is, um, somewhat familiar. Okay. Okay. And as you tone, you're sort of rising up the tree, and eventually you go beyond the tree, and the experience becomes much more abstract. Okay. The most of the duration of the experience is in the more abstract space, and then eventually you return to the tree, and that's how you know that the experience has concluded. Okay. As you come back down to the ground. Awesome. Also, the lengths of the sessions can vary, so it can be five minutes, eight, ten, thirty minutes, you know. So. You awesome. can really customize it to your needs. Okay, and obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't going to have the the bed that you have. But what type of VR headset support do you guys going to have for this? Or, um, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are releasing it. So, mm -hmm. what type of VR headset will be usable on well, this? Uh, hey, Robin, yeah. you want? So this is this is Robin Arnott, and he's the audio engineer and director of SoundSelf and co-founder of Orpheus. Okay, and can you tell us? Uh, what headset sound self is targeted for? Sure, yeah. So Oculus Rift, Vive, PSVR, and uh, next gen six degrees of freedom, unwired, untethered headsets that we're gonna be seeing coming out in the next year and a half or so. Um, I think that's our that's our big ticket. Okay. And when is this going to be on uh, for final release? You know, it's hard for me to say. I've been developing this for about six and a half, seven years and it's um, it's always felt like it's two years away or like it's a year away. It's such an experimental and, and the project is discovering itself, but we really are in the, the final tale of development now. Okay. It's just about getting the, the introduction to the experience down, which Topher is deeply involved in. Awesome. And from that, once once it's ready, it's, it's ready and then it's out. So where can they find out more about this? Uh, like you guys have a website or? Best place to go to is orpheus-selfcare.com. Okay. Orpheus was spelled O-R-P-H-E-U-S. Sounds good. And it definitely looks like it's a very, I mean, my colleague here is, is very big in the meditation and stuff like that, and oh, he good. was extremely excited to come and check this out. So Yeah, he seems pretty in it. Yeah, he uh, he definitely likes this type of stuff. So um, I guess then they can follow you guys on social media off your guys' website and learn more about it as the project comes to a close. Yeah, that's right. And just so you know, this is one of three experiences that we're sharing at PAX. Okay. Want to tell us about the rest of them? Absolutely. There's, a, there's also Microdose VR. Okay. What's that? Developed by Vision Agency. That's a creative experience that allows you to create these elaborate motion graphics in the oh, air, nice. in 3D, also in virtuality. And that's directed by art director Android Jones, who worked on Metroid Prime series. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. There's also Rave Runner, developed by Kinemotic Studios. Okay. And... It's a rhythmic and dance game that really encourages your full body usage. Okay. In fact, our uh, our creative director Job Stauffer has lost over 85 pounds in counting in the past Holy year cow. from VR workouts and is now clocking in burning over a thousand calories per hour in Rave Runner wearing weighted gloves. 
Wow. So how is he, what, what's he using for the uh, hand motions and stuff like that? What? Well, you can see right here. You see on the mixed reality screen over there? Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Okay, yep. So that's on, is that PS4? No, that's, that's not. That's on a Vive right now. That's on Vive right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So all these, these are the first three titles okay. that Orpheus is publishing. And again, everything that we encourage is self-carry oriented in some way or another. Awesome. Well, sounds good. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this with me. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. For your time. All, all right. Thank you. Take care. So as you guys heard, I had something stuck in my throat for about the first half of it. Um, and it was completely unplanned, um, just on-the-spot interview. And, you know, in our days of video gaming where we can get so stressed out or just our normal work life where we're working a 40-hour week, 50-hour week job, um, and we just need to rewind, rewind a little bit, relax, um, and refocus ourselves, you know, Orpheus is something, they're putting together some stuff that, uh, you know, is really focused on the self-care and uh, I think we talked to Tim. He said that he really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, that is Sound Self. And we have one last interview that Tim did by with a gentleman by the name of uh, Suda51. So we're going to go ahead and roll that. And then right after this, we're going to jump into the sneak peek of a new podcast that I'm putting out. So stay tuned. All right, this is Tim Bledsoe with TheButtonSmashers.com. We're here at PAX West with the uh, legendary Suda51 of Grasshopper Manufacturer. I just tried out the demo for uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. And um, there's some exciting new additions to the series, uh, mainly multiplayer and um, the fact that you go back in time and play uh, games from the past. Are there any other surprises to the series that you can tell us about? First of all, he said, I apologize for the bug that you encountered. I actually, I actually view that as a personal achievement. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll... I'm sure you'll have it fixed by the time the game is released. Like you said, tons of surprises, and as you mentioned, this is a, a game within a game. Travis and Batman get sucked within the game itself, and there's actually six games within it that are all different, and so he really hopes everyone's going to be enjoying... Um, going from game to game and seeing what surprises await in each game. I'm personally really looking forward to playing the whole game. Question about a game in the past, one of my favorites that you've made back in the GameCube, Killer7. Um, I noticed that you put elements of Killer7 and let it die, and I'm wondering if there's room for more Killer7 content, maybe on the Switch, or is that something you've considered? Yeah, yeah. えっと、デッドダイニーなんかキラー7のよさいくつか入ってたと思うんですけれども、ああ、ここキラー7はえっと他のプラットフォーム、例えばスイッチにだ出せ予定してますでしょうか。うん、今のところまず本当スチーム版
a positive reaction to that, we can move forward and maybe move to another platform as well. So what I'm hearing you say is I need to buy it on Steam so maybe I can play it on Switch someday. So this is so not the cycle not the one. Exactly, that's what I hope happens. Yeah, yeah. It was really great to meet you. Thank you much for your time and I hope you have a great PAX. Thanks so much. Thank you. So guys, that was a Luja legendary Luja. Luja. What that where the hell did that come from? That is the legendary Suda fifty one, guys. Um obviously Tim was extremely excited and very uh honored to uh meet him and to meet Swery. Um, we had a great time at PAX, guys. This is basically, um, the last that we're going to be talking about PAX. I mean, there might be mentions here and there, callbacks, stuff like that, with games that we're playing coming out here very shortly. Um, but for PAX-specific coverage, that, this is going to be it. 208 is going to be the last PAX West 2018 coverage episode. Um, so with that, let me just introduce this next project I've been doing. Um, I've been kind of hinting at it. I've missed the deadline that I promised you guys. I do have episodes recorded and I'm going to go ahead and play one of them for you guys right now. Um, this is a new podcast brought to you by me in plug and play productions. Let's roll the tape. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach, and this is Podcast Junkie, a weekly bite-sized show that gives you a look into a new podcast each week. So, let's get into this week's show. If you're into a shorter bite-sized podcast, like Podcast Junkie, and into history, and the story behind it, let me introduce you to Retropod, a podcast brought to us by The Washington Post and hosted by Mike Rosenwald. As a avid history lover, I cannot get enough of Retropod, averaging in lengths from three To six minutes, you can literally fit in your day anywhere. While you're getting ready for a shower, to even taking out the trash, Retropod will fit nicely and you'll learn a fact about history that you more than likely haven't heard before. The thing I love is that they don't focus on just the big names of days past, but the forgotten heroes, villains, and world changers that you may never have heard of. To show you just how amazing this taste of history can be, let's take a listen, unlike other episodes of Podcast Junkie, where we just give you a sneak peek Let's actually listen to an entire episode and meet back here after. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, the show about the past rediscovered. This summer, a wonderful documentary was released about one of my heroes, Mr. Rogers. The film is remarkable in so many ways, especially as it relates to how Mr. Rogers was so deftly able to enter the national conversation during tragedies. He got his first crack at that enormous responsibility not long after the show launched in 1968. It is possible he has not only Senator Kennedy, oh my God, Senator Kennedy has been shot, and another man... These were times of chaos and tumult. Senator Robert Kennedy was assassinated. Martin Luther King had been killed just weeks before. Cities burned. And then... On the night before Kennedy was buried at Arlington National Cemetery, a puppet appeared on television and asked this question. What does assassination mean? The puppet was a tiger named Daniel Striped Tiger. His voice belonged to Fred Rogers, an ordained minister who spoke directly to children, 
turning his neighborhood of make-believe into a village of empathy, knowledge, and wonder. In taking on Kennedy's death, Mr. Rogers gently guided and consoled a grieving nation, a job he took on again and again right up to the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Mr. Rogers' approach to addressing tragedy was simple. Listen. Here's what he said in a public service announcement late in life. What children probably need to hear most from us adults is that they can talk with us about anything and that we will do all we can to keep them safe in any scary time. And then, of course, he said this. I'm always glad to be your neighbor. In difficult times, children and adults alike knew that neighbor would be there. One episode in particular encapsulates Mr. Rogers' approach to difficult conversations. It was an afternoon in the early 1980s. Following the assassination of John Lennon, the attempted murder of President Ronald Reagan, and a series of child murders in Atlanta. Wearing his quintessential cardigan sweater, Rogers looked into homes around the country and said this to adults and children alike. When children see and hear about frightening things, it's best for them to have an adult close by, somebody who loves them and can put their arm around them. So please get a grown-up that you love to watch this program with you. He then addressed all the violence that had been in the news recently. When I was a boy and I would hear about something scary, somebody getting badly hurt or something like that, I'd ask my parents or my grandparents about it. And they would usually tell me how they felt about it. They felt sad, of course, upset. But there was something his mother advised, a phrase that is tweeted to this day following tragic events. Always look for the people who are helping, she'd tell us. You'll always find somebody who's trying to help. This approach to dealing with tragedy began with Bobby Kennedy's death. Mr. Rogers stayed up the night before the funeral working on a script. The scene he wrote is astonishing in its simplicity and depth. In the neighborhood of make-believe, Daniel is talking to Lady Aberlene. He gives her a balloon, which she promptly blows up. Then she releases the air. Daniel inquires about where the air went. Lady Aberlene explains that the air goes all around. People are different, though, she says. Their air goes out and then comes right back in. And then Daniel says it. What does assassination mean? Have you heard that word a lot today? Yes. And I didn't know what it meant. Well, it means somebody getting killed in a a sort of surprise way. Lady Aberlene asked if Daniel would like to come to a picnic with her. No, he said. He wasn't feeling up to it. She tells him that she understands. Sometimes, when you're sad, you just don't feel like a picnic. Then Mr. Rogers appears on screen. He said Lady Aberlin's way of coping 
was to go off to a picnic. But that wasn't for Daniel. Families, Mr. Rogers said, should cope with tragedy in whatever way feels right. Maybe that's watching Kennedy's funeral as a family. For others, a walk along a river. Some kids just want a strong arm around them. He ended by saying this, quote, I always say to the children, you've made this day a special day just by being you, and you have. I care deeply about you and your families. I hope you know that. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about how the nation mourned the death of Bobby Kennedy, you can find that episode of Retropod in your podcast app. It's called Morning Bobby Kennedy. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. As you just heard and hopefully learned, Retropod is excellently produced and researched from start to end and wound up in a glorious earbite that brings to life the history of us as humans. If you want to know more about Retropod, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy listening to Retropod or any other podcast we've previously covered, which can all be found wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. You can find us at Cast Junkie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so follow us, won't you? We'll be posting links to this show and all others we've covered on them. So don't forget to subscribe to Podcast Junkie so you can get the next episode as soon as it drops, and rate and review us to help us get our name out there. Have a podcast suggestion? Send them to us on social media, and we'll add it to our extensive list. Until next week, don't forget to binge all the rest of the podcasts we've been highlighting. It's going to be uh, available here very shortly, next coming weeks, I'm hoping. I'm just getting to stockpile these episodes done, recorded, edited, and saved, just so there's no chance that there's going to be a week where there's a down week. Um, They're going to be short. They're going to be very short. Uh, I think the longest one I have right now is like 12 minutes. Um, And you guys, it's not on iTunes yet, but what you guys can do is follow us at CastJunkie on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, there's nothing on those channels yet. They're completely dead. But the second that I start ramping up, um, they're going to go active. Um, so if you guys want to get on the ground floor before anything happens, head over there to do that. Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode, 208 of Plug and Play Podcast. Um, and until next week, guys, don't forget to follow us over at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. And until next week, where we're back, no more packs, Pox. Don't forget to prime and shine.